This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode of the Golf and Filtered Podcast is brought to you by WorldwideGolfShops.com. You guys have heard me talk about them for many episodes now, and it's the best place to go to get everything you need for this upcoming golf season. You can get new equipment, apparel, accessories, training aids, everything you could possibly need to get you back out on the course. So go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today. And of course, you also know we are brought to you by Cleveland Strixon, Zegzio, and Asics. You know I love these brands. I do so. I, I play them by choice. They're in my bag throughout the entire year. They've been that way for a couple years and I don't, I don't think I'm going to be turning anywhere else anytime soon. So be sure to check out the newest from Cleveland's Rickson, Sexio, and Asics. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. Welcome back, everybody, to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. You know who this is. This is Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can find me all over social media at GolfUnfiltered, and you can send me an email, adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. We are now two rounds, at least I am, into this 2021 golf season. I have enjoyed playing so far. The golf courses are not ready for play. I'm just going to say that right from the start. I mean, obviously, we had a great time over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club not too long ago. Uh, myself, as well as uh, Bill Bush over at Driving Range Heroes, and Chris McEwen, uh, who everybody knows, who makes the coolest videos on social media these days. We all live in the area. We're all part of the Second City Golf Collective, and we had a great time over at Coghill. Let's let's just you know make sure that we all understand that. Uh, there was snow on the ground, and it was a little difficult, but it was a heck of a time. I, I had never played in snow no, at, at all, and that's just that's just a new caliber of golf that I didn't know I was going to enjoy so much and and honestly as long as it's you know a little warm I think I'll be okay I don't think I'll be playing in any Eskimo Open soon they do this every January over at Cog Hill uh, those those people are nuts I'm just gonna say it and I think they they really uh, encompass and certainly welcome that uh, adjective I just used uh, and then shortly thereafter I went and played at uh, Water's Edge Golf Course in Worth Illinois uh, Chris, uh, McEwen and I went out there and, and, uh, we wanted to go get a round in before the start of the Chicago golf tours, which you all know, if you've listened to this for a little while now, uh, we are the main spot sponsor of Chicago golf tour this year. And, uh, we're playing on the South side tour. And the first event is at water's edge golf club. I, I have to say, you know, no offense water's edge, but, uh, at the time of this recording, it is March 15th and, they're, they're, they charged $71 to ride it, on a course that, if I'm being completely objective here, again, no offense, I don't think I would pay over $50 to, 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 to play. Now, granted, I'm a hypocrite because I played and I paid, so what does that tell you about me? But in the same token, it's like, come on, let's let's not make this a hobby. Let's not make this a habit, rather, where we're going to be gouging people in 2021 to kind of 
capitalize off the golf boom that occurred last year. You know, I'm hoping that other courses in the area don't do this, but uh, I got to tell you, that was that was a little steep. Uh, but at any rate, uh, we had a good time. We were able to shoot some hashtag content. And um, yeah, look for more stuff. Look for more golf vlogs. That, that's, a, that's a word that doesn't really flow off the tongue that, that well. Uh, but we're going to do more content like that, Bill, Chris, and myself. Uh, so be sure to go out and support them as well at drivingrangeheroes.com as well as look for Chris uh, McEwen on YouTube. Uh, you can go out to chrismcewen.com as well and see some of the work that he does as well as he co-hosts, or he hosts, not co-hosts, he hosts Golf Origin Stories, which is a fantastic podcast that uh, I've been a guest on once. He was kind enough to uh, welcome me on during the early days. So I knew him before he was cool. Uh, at any rate, today's guest is a uh, is a good one. We've got uh, Gavin Deer. He is of ShotScope, and uh, if you listen to the Big Time Golf Guys podcast, which is our sister podcast that uh, Bill Bush and I co-host, uh, we already talked about the ShotScope Pro L1 laser rangefinder, uh, just from a usability perspective, how we liked it, how did we, you know, the, the things we liked, some of the things that we thought could have been better, uh, and there weren't many of those things. I mean, we, we love this uh this piece of equipment here but today gavin and i talk a little bit you know more about the details around not only the thought process that went into hey we're going to jump into the laser rangefinder market because ShotScope, for those who are fans of the brand know that they uh they specialize in wearable technology so you might remember like the v2 or the v3 is, a, is the new version of, of a of a watch it's a gps watch that you wear i'm not a huge fan of wearables um I don't know why. I, I wear an uh, uh, Apple Watch when I play. I probably shouldn't um, because for whatever reason, I don't know if it's my swing or whatever, but I feel like when I have a glove on, it always like clicks the little dial button. So, you know, Siri's screaming at me when I'm playing a round of golf and it's just really annoying. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm tempted to try the ShotScope uh, wearables as well, but they've gone into the laser rangefinder business and, and, you know, as we talk a lot in today's interview about it, it's extremely affordable. It's under $200, so it's $199.99 uh, here in the United States. Uh, and I, I make that um, that modifier there because uh, they're a Scottish brand. You know, you'll notice right away uh, if you've not heard of Gavin Deere before. Um, and they're worldwide. I mean, they, they distribute everywhere. Uh, I didn't realize how, you know, wide their scope actually uh, stretches, which is really, really impressive. And just the, the quality of the, the design of the, uh, the pro L one, as well as the features within it. I mean, this, this is stuff that you would expect to pay close to 400, $500 for, because there are competing brands that offer similar technology for much more money. And so Gavin and I talk a lot about what, uh, what ShotScope did to make that an extremely affordable piece of equipment, as well as in my opinion, quite possibly uh, a contender for best product of the year. And it's only March. So uh, sit back, relax. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Gavin Deer from ShotScope. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. As I mentioned in the introduction, really excited to welcome on for the first time, Mr. Gavin Deer. He is of ShotScope. Gavin, it's so nice to see you today. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me on. So really excited to talk all about the new ShotScope Pro L1 and listeners to our sister podcast, The Big Time Golf Guys, hosted by uh, myself as well as my friend Bill Bush, know that we just talked all about it, Gavin. And uh, he and I both have a uh, have a unit, 
We both love it. And uh, we're going to dive deep into it. But before we get there, for people who might not know the name of Gavin Deere, why don't you let us know a little bit about how you got started with uh, ShotScope? Um, yeah, so I, I used to play. Um, used to play a bit. I, I was okay at one stage. Um, played played for Scotland, played for Great Britain, played in the Walker Cup over at Marion in 09, and then tried my hand at pro golf. Didn't go as well as one would hope. <laughs> um, tended to spend what I uh, made or made what I spent, um, and uh, and then decided to get out of golf and mm-hmm. looked around and actually met David Hunter, who kind of who founded ShotScope, our technology is based on our, our watch technology, um, the performance tracking side, and have, crikey, we've been going for nearly six years, I think. Um, mm. And it's been a great ride, really enjoyed it, bringing some quality products to the market now, um, selling golf products worldwide. Obviously, f- from my voice, I'm Scottish, so... Sure. Um, mm. You know, based over here, but yeah, it's it, you know what it's been. It's been a great ride. Met a lot of really cool, nice people. Um, managed to use some of my contacts from playing days, and uh, yeah, just just quite enjoyable. And just and don't play as well as I used to. It's probably the best summary of my well, golf you, <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad you went there because uh, yeah, I mean you're no slouch, and and I'm I'm glad that you were able to go into you know your playing career. I mean Walker Cup representing you know countries and just i mean that had to be such a thrill to play at that level even for the uh, the amount of time that you played there yeah you know what you don't you don't appreciate it as much at the time i would say you know because you're just on a trajectory where it's how how good can i be and you know used to go around local events here and hammer people and now now I don't and you meet back up with them and you say, oh, you know, you shot eight under that day, hadn't seen this course. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And, and you never thought anything of it at the time. Um, but tra- traveling with Scotland to play was always a good kick because, you know, you're you're there with your friends. You know, we, we won the Worlds in Australia, uh, beat, beat the US by, I think, 11 shots over four rounds. Nice. Um, Walker Cup, phenomenal experience playing in front of sort of 10, 11,000 people. Um, Marion was a great course to go and play at as well. Um, and yeah, it's, you know, you don't take it, you don't appreciate it. And now you sit, I sit there and I, I'm trying to get back involved a bit more as sort of not coaching, but helping out younger guys and you know, team captaincies and, and just being involved in selecting teams and using some of the experience that I've gained. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. So I played some good courses, played played a lot of places. Well, it sounds like a lot of good golf too. I mean, yeah, shoot eight under and think nothing of it. That happens all the time, really. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty impressive uh, little little tidbit there. Yeah, yeah. There, there, were mo- there were some moments of some sparkling golf and, don't, don't worry, you can always hit crap golf shots. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are. <laughs> but no, it, it's, it's, it's interesting watching the players and, and watching guys that I played against. And, you know, but hey, that's, uh, well, you're, that's the way it is. You're, 
Yeah, you're doing great things now. I mean, uh, ShotScope is is quickly becoming, and not so quietly anymore, I would say very much a contender for one of the best companies for gear, such as, you know, GPS units, laser range finders now. I mean, you've done a whole lot with the wearable technology also. And as I understand it, you know, the, the Pro L1 is one of the first forays, so to speak, into the laser range finder category that you guys have. Uh, have attempted. And it's a fantastic piece of equipment we'll get into in a second. But maybe talk a little bit about that jump from the wearables in like the watches and people who might know ShotScope a little bit more into a laser range finder. Was that a big jump? Yes and no, which the, which makes no sense. So yes, in the fact of we're we're not optical experts in any way. We have no, we had Apart from a number of us that were sort of users of lasers for significant periods of time, we were users, customers, but we had no experience of manufacturing. On the other side, we've got a pretty smart team and we we build all our products, we design them, we work out how we manufacture them, we've had to show manufacturers how to manufacture them, we've had to lead them there, you know, so we always felt, okay, well, there was a natural progression. We're in this distance category with our watches. Mm-hmm. And, hey, how how can we expand our brand? Well, naturally, laser rangefinders seem to be there, especially, you know, what's it been out? It's been out for a couple of months now in North America, but we spent 18 months working out what we wanted to provide in a product for a rangefinder. And and if you rewind effectively two years, there weren't there wasn't as much competition as there is in that segment now. So when we were looking and we started off, it was well we don't think we should really have somebody paying more than two hundred bucks for a laser rangefinder. Mm-hmm. And and what are the features that we think are must haves in the product? And then you you know you start reverse engineering from that and saying okay well if it's got to have this this and this how do we go about it and learn and and all credit to the guys in our team our manufacturers you know they they work really hard lots of prototypes working out making sure everything works i mean one of my favorite things is people always ask us is it waterproof is any of your products (laughs) waterproof like guys we're based in scotland this is that's the first thing we test (laughs) So you know, so it's yeah, it's 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 a process. It, it's not easy changing segments. Even what you know, when you get into marketing, will you market GPS watches? That's a mm-hmm. different, generally a different person to who buys a laser rangefinder. Yeah, that's interesting, uh, and that's a point I wanted to kind of bring up too. I've never really thought of it that way, but you're 100% right, obviously. I mean, there are different people who like to wear a watch. Now, I wear my Apple Watch, for example, when I play, but I don't have any app running on it, you know, while I'm, I'm not looking at my watch, you know. But with ShotScope, you know, with the, with the watch, you almost kind of have to build that into your regular routine, so to speak, whereas I feel that, especially in, in recent years, it's almost already a very common thing just to grab a laser and shoot it. You know, and so it's, yeah. it's almost like, like you said, different segments of different uh, customer demographics are going to navigate or migrate rather to one or the other. So that that's an interesting point you bring up. 
Yeah, there, there is there is a percentage of people that like to carry both, which is an interesting segment. But for the most part, they are different golfers. It's not. It's nothing to do with skill level. There is a. There's a. I don't want to say talent or skill, but there there's an ability to use a laser rangefinder. There are some golfers that just don't get on with them. The watches mm-hmm. are simple, really easy to use. Um, I and for instance, I use a laser rangefinder coming up playing amateur golf, playing pro golf. And uh, one of the first times I was actually out testing it, um, I was playing with uh, one of our guys that works in PR, and he was saying, "What are you doing?" I was, I'm, I'm, "I want to know the front distance because, <laughs> and I'm looking for my watch and I'm not wearing it, and I'm really, yeah, I want it. I just want to know the front." And so, so yeah, there is different uses, different different products, different uses. Yeah, and, and with the laser rangefinder, you know. It's always interesting because people who probably haven't used one frequently immediately think, all right, well, I got to shoot the flagstick, which is really the main purpose of it. But to your point, especially with the Pro L1, I mean, you can shoot pretty much literally anything on the golf course and get an accurate distance to within a tenth of a yard, if I understand correctly. Uh, Whatever it is, whether it be a tree, whether it be the front of the green, whether it be a mound or a hazard that you want to fly. You know, these are all things that golfers don't necessarily, you know, think about when they think about this type of technology, but it's so well done that you guys did with the Pro L1. I mean, and for a price point of under $200, at least over here in North America, I mean, that is absolutely absurd. I'm not sure how you guys did this, but I'm so thankful that you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the you're right. You, you can hit any target. I mean, with the Pro L1, there's a scan mode. So you just hold that fire button, you move it, you fire different parts. So again, if you're looking at a a group of trees, you can kind of scan and you'll get sort of different distances every second, which again is going to give you a concept of, okay, those trees are maybe between 260 and 270 out there. Um, Same with bunkers. Um, And yeah, look, at the end of the day, I mean, the strong belief is, we don't want golfers overspending on technology. There's plenty of things in the game of golf to go spend money on, you know, and all all we want to do is really provide technology that's priced correctly and just does what it should do. And that's not too much to ask, right? I mean, that's what we basically want as a consumer. We want to be able to pull this thing out. And again, listeners, we're talking about the Shotscope Pro L1. We want to pull this out, be able to use it however we need to use it to better our games. And this is truly a tool that could literally improve your score if used regularly and smartly to the point that you yeah. use. And, you know, and, and one of the features, uh, Gavin, that I really enjoy about this, you know, first of all, there's the target lock, which is something that not every you know, competing rangefinder features. So kudos to you for including that. So that's number one. Number two is the difference between the black and red optics, which is something yep. that I didn't even think about before. But let me tell you, I really like the red optics. So what's the what's the trick there between the black and the red? Yeah, it's funny because it's it's uh, you're right. It's a feature if 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 you've never used red and black. You're going to stand there and go, well, what's the difference? So early morning, twilight golf, or early morning or twilight golf, 
that's where red comes into its own. When the background's slightly darker, maybe you're shooting a flag with a bunch of trees behind, so the lens has naturally got a darker background and the black just doesn't stand out. It's harder to read the display. What red does is it just provides a pop. You're going to be able to see your distances, your slope calculation much, much quicker. And and to be honest, even when it's bright conditions and the black does stand out, the red still pops more than the black displayed. Um, so you'll tend, I mean, I, when I'm using it, I just use red. You know, it, it, it's fine. But again, it's what, like you say, it's one of those features which until you see that red display pop up, you're always sitting there going, what's the difference? Um, there's only two or three rangefinders in the market that carry the red and black option. You can toggle mm -hmm. between them. Um, and certainly we are half the price of the next one that does. Well, if that's that's the big thing there. I mean, you already you even mentioned it in your reply just now. This also features a slope function, which can be turned on or off for competition. Coupled with the red and black optics, coupled with the target lock vibration, and let's not forget the actual build of the device. Because, you know, I think, Gavin, sometimes, and listeners who have used rangefinders will hopefully connect with this, some of these rangefinders feel very cheaply made. This, this is not the case with the shot scope. I mean, this yeah. is something that feels like it, it this is going to sound weird, but it feels like it should be priced twice as much as what it is, including all of those options. So, you know, once again, you put all these things together into a package that is not only highly affordable, but it has features that, I mean, uh, we're, I'm not being extreme here, we're Competing rangefinders are priced two, three hundred dollars more than what you offer. I mean, how how did you accomplish that? You know what? It's there's two. I mean, there's two elements, right? So we are acting at scale. So a lot of the time, when you look at uh, rangefinders that are priced at 200 bucks, they're from companies that you haven't heard of. They're maybe working with a supplier. They're not actually manufacturing themselves or designing themselves. So they're buying in smaller quantities, whereas we're working at scale. You know, we're selling uh, these, the Pro L1 in Australia, UK, Europe, uh, United Arab Emirates, Japan, South America, North America. We have, through our wearable technology, we've built up relationships with distributors and retailers worldwide. So all of a sudden, you know, we are, we're acting at significant scale. And again, our, our thing is when the watches are priced between 160 bucks and 220 bucks, makes no sense to our customers and our brand to bring out a product 350 bucks you know it, need, it needs to be priced in that position so again it's you know we think there's a real niche there um, and we think we can provide products that are really good quality and provide the support for it and everything you know something i said before we started going here gavin that i wasn't going to mention but i think it fits into what we're talking about here I had this out on the course this past weekend, and uh, I'm a pretty clumsy guy. And so I actually ended up dropping the unit. 
And I mean, it was, uh, I had it attached to my bag because it comes with, you know, one of those really high quality, you know, protective cases that you can attach just to your bag. I dropped the, the shot scope perfectly fine. It still works as if nothing happened, you know. And so when you got clumsy golfers like myself, you know, you need to make something durable. And, and again, just to kind of reemphasize the fact that this is at a $200, less than $200 price point is absolutely insane. Plus, if I understand correctly, you offer a 12-month shot scope warranty. What, what can you tell me a little bit about the warranty? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, same with our wearables, right? So we have a customer support team. So with the wearables, it could be someone has a bunker added to their course, they want to add it to the device, etc. So they contact our support team. Anyone that buys our Pro L1, same response. If you need help setting it up, changing something up, if a part of the product's not working, I mean, here's the other side. We have sold uh, well into five figures so far since we've launched it. We've had three faulty units. Oh, wow. All for different reasons, no common issue. And we've replaced everyone within five days. So, you know. We take care of our customers. You know, that's same for all our products. We don't care. We don't care if you've got the lowest end product or the highest end product. It makes no difference. The, the guys are phenomenal in our support team. They're always at the end of an email. They'll get back to you in a day. So, again, it's just part of what the ShotScope brand is about. You know, we're, we're, we're building something here. We want to be known as one of the leaders in golf technology. In certain parts of the world, we are. In certain parts of the world, we're growing really quickly. And and it's all part of it. You know, at the end of the day, you can have a great product, but people always have questions. So let, let's, we're always at the end of the email. We actively encourage questions to come into our support team. Guys are all golfers. They understand the game. They look at course maps all day. They, 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 they know our products inside out, so they're desperate answer and most importantly make sure that the golfers are getting the most out of the products that they can absolutely incredible to have that scope of sales and so few defects i mean that's that's something that is absolutely incredible and, it, and oh, it, go ahead it, it, it comes it comes back to the thing where i said it's 18 months of development you know mm. it's it's not rushed to market it's not it's not chucked out it's tested you know you're talking about well i've, I've dropped it we'd throw tests in the car park <laughs> <laughs> you know it's the same with the wearables when when we had we're designing our v2 it was in the middle of summer and it wasn't raining so how are we going to test waterproofing uh, someone's got to get in the shower well, you obviously. know so it's it's exactly it's, it's coming up with you know knowing what's going to happen with range finders people drop them people leave them people um throw them to their buddy across the ferry. Mm -hmm. so, so they've got to be hard-wearing products. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's important. Golf, golfers are stupid sometimes when it comes to using expensive electronic equipment. Uh, but you're absolutely right. I mean, I've, I've done all those things. Maybe not taking a shower with one, but maybe I could do that just to, to test it. But the other side of it too, you know, Gavin, is what's interesting is uh, – Taking a step back, we know that competitive golf is, you know, kind of opening the doors a little bit to the use of rangefinders, you know, in recent years. And obviously, as we mentioned before, 
The Pro L1 features a slope feature that you can turn on and off depending on your competition or local rule. What has that done for other technologies in the game, at least from the shot scope perspective? Do you see, even if just in your opinion, do you see other technologies kind of finding their way into competitive rounds? Yeah, that, this is an interesting question. So that kind of came out the blue. You know, all of a sudden the PGA of America saying, hey guys, you can use technology in our three majors that we host. Um, been asked a few times about, are we going to see at the PGA Championship guys throwing out the lasers? I don't think so. My hunch is they have a set routine. They work with their caddy. They've got their yardage books. None of that changes. It's a major. You keep everything the same. Why introduce something else? But then when you've seen one of their yardage books, it's the most comprehensive guide you've ever seen. You, you know, you need a degree to figure that out. <laughs> right. Um, so, the, so that's interesting. Now, it's a great step. Introducing technology to the game is the correct thing to do. We want to make sure that our, all the technology in the game speeds the play up. So a laser, a GPS watch, that all does that. It speeds the game up. You're not trying to walk off 40 yards from a post or a, you know, a dot in the fairway. Um, it's brought added knowledge to the game, you know, about the technology existing. However, this technology is pretty widely used anyway by most golfers. I mean, once you've got to a level where you're playing consistently and you start playing a few other courses in your normal home track, you really need to know distances. Otherwise, yeah. you know, it, it's almost as important as a, one of the clubs. So, so it adds a bit. Um, where I think it will go is maybe not PJ Tour. I can see LPJ offering, you know, saying, hey, you can use rangefinders or watches um, all year round. And then it's interesting. But having been a golfer, as a pro golfer, I didn't use much that I wasn't kind of getting paid for. Yeah, so, and then that opens up a really interesting question because what is the appetite of companies in this space to actually sponsor golfers mm -hmm. to use product? Mm -hmm. And from a shot scope perspective, not really. You know, so they, they, you know, what at, at what level do you have to sponsor somebody to carry? lasers I, I i don't know there's a bunch of questions in there that i've not yet figured out <laughs> well that's really interesting too because you're right i mean it's an added tool outside of your clubs you know that players at that level and you're certainly speaking from experience uh kind of have to incorporate for a reason into their game whereas you know average joes like myself you know we look at something like the, the uh, pro l1 and we immediately see the benefits right away, and it's something that perhaps might be a little bit more easily integrated into how we play on the weekend. You know, we might go out and play one day a week, for example. Um, so, yeah, that, that is interesting. And to your point about the partnerships and the sponsorships and, you know, 
we can't forget, of course, as you allude to, that professional golf is as much of a business as any professional sport. And so they're all going to do certain things for a certain reason. But I think you're right. You know, I would agree that at some point, you know, whether it be more widely seen on amateur circuits, maybe the LPGA, for example, maybe other smaller tours might become more of a norm before we see on the PGA tour, for example. But that all yeah. said, you know, to get back to the features of the Pro L1, you know, just listeners to rattle off a few things, a few product details. This has a range of 875 yards. Uh, it's got a magnification of up to six times. It's got that target lock vibration we talked about. It's got slope technology. It's got the red and black dual optics. Gavin, what's the most impressive feature to you on this on this uh, piece of equipment here? Oh, it's red and black optics. Yeah. By, by far. I mean, uh, it doesn't sound much, but once you start using the red display, that's it. Yeah, I agree. You know, it, it, it's simple to use. To be honest, most lasers are simple to be used, but that red... Yeah, if you if you play anywhere and you're getting out there playing in the early in the morning, yeah, what a difference that makes. Totally agree with you. Totally agree. And you know, folks, you want to go out to shotscope.com, take a look at all the great products that they offer in addition to the Pro L1. Uh, worldwide shipping times right now are these still up to speed here? I mean, these are pretty quick. You got, uh, you know, well, go ahead. <laughs> there's there's reason for that. Okay. We've got five fulfillment centers around the world. Okay. So we've got um, product just based just outside Chicago yep. for US, just outside Toronto for Canada, um, outside Melbourne, Australia, and in Scotland for Europe, and then Malaysia for Asia. You're, so you're all over the place. You're worldwide, we, literally. Literally worldwide. I mean, our V3's been used in 94 countries now. Hmm. So. Yeah. Get on this train, listeners. I mean, $200. <laughs> again, I, I can't get off this. I mean, it's so incredible. price, uh, Such an incredible price point for this piece of technology. And, and it does everything that you could possibly need and probably more. And I... You know, I mentioned this on the other podcast where I had been using a competing, uh, a competing laser rangefinder for a couple of years. It was a hybrid model. It had like the front, back, center, and the center of the thing. You probably know which one I'm talking about. That thing retails for at least five hundred dollars. This is by far and away, and I'm not even kidding. So much better in ease of use features compared to that thing. I mean, this is a no-brainer. So. Kudos to you guys. You've got the fast worldwide shipping times. Incredible price point. Two different colors to choose from, by the way. And uh, i got to watch my friend Bill. He wants to take my blue one away from me. But uh, that's, a, that's a pretty sharp color, by the way. I really like that. Uh, Gavin, any parting thoughts for our listeners? I, I would just say, guys, um, if you're looking for some type of distance device, hop on the website, shotscope.com. If you've got any questions about the product, hop on our Facebook page, send the guys an email, support at shotscope.com. We're more than happy to help, advise you in any way we can. Um, but yeah, 
we love growing our community, love getting more guys using our product, talking about it. You know, we stand behind it and uh, and we've got reason to stand behind them. Perfect. Perfect. Absolutely fantastic, Gavin. I hope we uh, keep in touch. I'm excited to see what else comes out of ShotScope, and thanks so much for coming on today. No, enjoyed it. Thanks, Adam.